Here we go. It's the DNA of the champion. We're in the house. J Hood. Francesco Low. Get low. Francesco. <laughs> <laughs> Love making Francesco laugh. So we're here now. If you didn't know, I'll let you know. I'll fill you in. The DNA of a champion. Jonathan Hood. Former CFL football player. Current PhD student. I teach at Humber College and Guelph Humber University. I have a leadership coaching business. And I run a not-for-profit organization where we facilitate youth mentoring programs across the GTA. Now, people say, Jay Hood, you do so much, you must be so busy. And I'm not really a fan of this word busy because I feel sometimes like people use the word to kind of make it seem like, yeah, I do a lot. I do this, I do that. But in all of my work, it's all tied together. Coaching, teaching, mentoring. To me, I do it all in every different, in all the different sectors that I'm in, whether it's with leadership coaching with adults in a corporate setting, or if it's in a university or college setting, or it's in a high school or elementary setting. There are many similar themes and similar things that we talk about, that we do, that we express, that people face, the challenges that they go through. But at the end of the day, what I have found is that inside of everybody's DNA is greatness. There's greatness inside of me. There's greatness inside of you. There's greatness inside of everybody. But that greatness is not just unlocked just by living. It's a little bit, takes a little bit more than that. Just like any cool plant in order for it to go, it needs the right soil, the right water, the right sunlight. That greatness that's inside of you needs the right conditions to be met so it could come out. So, on this show, I bring in a number of different guests from a myriad of industries and backgrounds because I believe that they have found a way to unlock their greatness time and time again. So, if they can share with you all who are listening, maybe... Some of it can resonate. You could pick up on something and unlock your greatness. So today, we're just going to kick it. We're going to talk about greatness. We're going to talk about success. Because I think it's a topic that many people talk about, but I don't know if they really dig into it. Francesco, what is your definition of success? Um, I would think success is just living up to your own expectations and your own dreams and achieving your goals i like that definition we're we're gonna we're gonna dissect it a little bit if you're ever in my classes we challenge thought we challenge ideas we challenge thinking we're very critical not in a sense that we're putting you down but we're picking things apart so we can really understand it so you said success is is what you want your what you're creating your life and your expectations right mm-hmm. so how do you know what to create if you how do you know what you don't know you know how do you know what is success how do you know that you're winning if you're the one creating the game well for me i guess it would just be living up to my own potential so for me like just for example if my if my 
goal was I want to graduate university and that's what I want success to be. If I achieve it and I'm in university, then I'd say, okay, I'm on the path. I'm achieving success. Yes. Once I graduate, then I'd be like, okay, I achieved that and I was successful at that. Mm-hmm. That was my success. And I feel like whatever anyone else's goal is, that could be defined by success is that if you're partaking in it and you're doing it and you're achieving it, mm-hmm. then you know you're on the right measure. Okay. Then you're on the right path. I like that. So as you go day to day, how do you measure success? How do you know if you're on the right path? I just feel, I just measured if I've been productive that day. Like there's obviously some days where I know I haven't done as much that I could have done. So maybe that was just a little bit of a setback. But for the most part, if every day I'm working and I'm doing something productive, like I said, we're going to use that example again for a university. If every day during the week I've done work for my class, then I know I'm being successful and I'm being positive because I'm doing work that's going to help me. Mm-hmm. Or if, but for example, if I did nothing the whole week, then that's not really being successful because I really didn't achieve anything. Does it ever happen to you? Does it ever occur that successes overlap each other? Mm-hmm. For example, I might, I might want to live a healthy, active lifestyle, but then I may be drinking like five cups of coffee every day to stay up to do my work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do, how, do you, how do you deal with that? How do you move through the challenge of multiple successes where the success of one may be at the detriment of another? I just, honestly, for me, I just try to focus on one thing, like for me. So like if it's school, I focus on that and I make sure that everything around me is benefiting my schoolwork. Right. If it's like it's also been true, there's been times where like literally, like you said, I've been trying to do my schoolwork, but I'm eating badly, but I'm trying to also be healthier and be fitter. So what I've realized is that if I have the proper food, if I eat healthy, that's going to help me be successful in my schoolwork because I'm going to be properly nourished and dehydrated. So I try to make sure I focus on one. So whether for the week that's eating properly, boom, I focus on eating properly because then I know if I do that, then during the week, I'm also going to get stuff done because I'm being productive. It's going to help me with my schoolwork. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of tough, though, to balance the two. Because sometimes when it's like 2 in the morning and you, you need that, like, you need to stay awake. Yeah. Most people don't turn to water. They turn to, like, Coke or coffee, whatever. I don't drink coffee, so for me, it's soda, which yeah. is bad. Yeah, it's a sugar rush. Mm-hmm. All right. I have, I, I'm going to share something with you. But first, but first I want to I wanna get your input. You go to class. Yeah. And now, how do you determine how much time you study outside of class? Um, it depends for me. Like, uh, I can't really put a time on how much I, that, it depends. Like if I know the material from, if I'm doing well, I won't focus as much, but if there's something that I'm struggling in, then I'll focus more time. See, for me, I usually, I'll take notes on my laptop and then when I go home, I'll write out my notes Mm -hmm. on paper and then that, that'll be it. And then, for example, for the midterm, I'll take all my notes, I'll write them out on paper, I'll read them over, and then I'll write them out again mm-hmm. so that it gets stuck into my head. Yeah, okay. So so you spend time outside of class on your notes. Yeah. Okay, and, and many would might even assume that every student does that, but I'll share this story, uh, and y- you might think differently. So we uh, had class. I teach, I teach uh, coaching class. Athletic coaching class. It's a great practicum course. If you're in Ken, UGH, take it. I welcome you into my class. We do fun things. Last year we went 
to an Argos practice. This year, we're doing some stuff in the community and trying to get to lease practice. Do a lot of fun stuff. So, um, one day, one day we had class and a couple students, they emailed me and they said, sir, we're not going to make class. We've got a midterm right after your class and we need to study for it. And I thought to myself, you have a midterm that you need to study for. Okay. Well, what does that have to do with my class? So the following week, I brought it up to the class because whenever I'm puzzled, I like to bring it up to other people. I like to hear their point of view, uh, get them to share. And I brought it up to them and they said, yeah, you know, sir, the, that midterm, it was a, it was a, it was a big one. We really needed to study. So we, we, we skipped your class. We're prioritizing. I said, oh, that's good. You're prioritizing. But shouldn't you have thought about that two weeks before the midterm? And then we went on to discuss time because they said, we're busy. We're swamped. This, this, this university life is tough. Oh, my goodness. How do I do it? How do I cope? And maybe you're thinking this, too. But we actually broke it down. And uh, you can help me break it down. How many, how many classes do you have? Um, this semester? No, let's say last. Uh, okay, last semester I had four classes. Four classes, and how many hours are each of those classes? Um, probably three and a half hours. Three and a half hours. So you got four classes, three and a half hours, right? That's 12, 14 hours of class, mm-hmm. right? Okay, and uh, how many hours of sleep do you think you get? Me? Well, I love sleep, so I make sure I get a lot of sleep. So roughly I get around like nine or 10 hours of sleep. Okay, let's give you 10. 10 hours of sleep, which most people actually don't do, right? So we give you 10 hours of sleep. Then in a five-day cycle, Monday to Friday, we're saying uh, we said 14 hours of class, yep. right? So we'll say three hours a day of class. So that means that you are awake every day for 14 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're giving you 10 to sleep. So then in those 14 hours, we're going to minus three for class. And what else do you do? Uh, coach soccer. You coach soccer. How many hours a day do you coach soccer? Um, that's only once a week. That's on Mondays. So that's for two hours. Two hours. So we'll, let's divide that up. It's about a half hour a day, right? For on a five-day five day, uh, work cycle. So half an hour coaching. What else? You commute here. Yeah, I do commute here. Yep. So, so that that that's rough because depending on the day, yep. then it'll be depending on the day, then it could be depends on what day it is. So I'll get roughly roughly it's around fifty minutes. Fifty to, minutes each yeah, way. Each way. So let's go two hours of transportation. Okay. And then what else? You eat? Yeah. Yeah. How how long do you think you spend a day eating? Um I, I eat pretty quick, so I, yeah. it takes me like 10, 15 minutes to eat. Okay, 15 minutes, three, four meals a day? Yeah, three. So we'll say one one hour of eating. Do you work out? Um, Yeah, I do home workouts, okay. and I spend usually around 30, 30 minutes every, every morning and every night. So one hour working out? Yeah. Okay, what else do you, how much time do you spend studying? How much time do I spend studying? Yeah. Roughly around maybe... Every night, one hour. One hour. So you have three hours of class, and you only spend one hour studying. Mm. Okay. That's just right after that class. That's just to give me a recap of what I did that day, just to keep it in my mind. Then I touch on it later on when I need to. Okay. But yeah, just for the most part, one hour. Okay. And what else? Ooh, well, what then, else do you do? 
I if my, in my spare time when I have yeah. it, I'll play Xbox with Xbox, my friends. How many? How long? Oh, geez, that kid. It's funny that you say that because right now, look, I I I joke you not. My friend texts me saying Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that'd be anywhere from one to two hours. Okay, one to two hours. So we got three hours of class, a half hour of coaching, two hours of transportation, an hour of eating, an hour of working out, an hour of studying, two hours of Xbox, two, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You still have four hours. What are we doing with those four hours? Um, I, t- I usually spend around like an hour or two hours watching TV. Mm-hmm. On top of playing Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the day. If I don't play Xbox, then I watch more TV. Right. And if I didn't watch TV, then I'll play more Xbox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. What else do I do? Uh, family time. Yeah, family. Usually, just sitting in the living. Like, if we watch TV, we mm-hmm. we're all together, and then like eating dinner, we all eat dinner together. So, right. I'd say, uh, I don't know what else I do. Hmm. I think that's that's pretty much a daily. Like yeah. that's a good thing, and we still we still actually haven't hit the fourteen waking hours, and we're giving you ten hours of sleep. Right? Imagine for some people who only sleep eight hours or six, they'd have more. So, one of my recommendations to students, especially the students who told me they needed time to study for the midterm, is that you should study a little bit every day. See, when we did our kind of budget, this is really budgeting your time. When we did this. A lot of students said, you know, I need I need a two hours to work out. And then I need two hours of me time. Then I need two hours of socializing. Then I need another hour for social media. And it was like, wow, you spend a lot of time. A lot less time doing one of the most important things in your life right now. That's school. And then you email me and tell me that you need time to study. Hmm. When I was in university, I was playing football and we were, I was on scholarship and the coach put us on a tight schedule. Schedule was so tight because football was like a full-time job. You, We had practice maybe from 3 to 5, then we got showered, we ate, we came back and watched film until 10. So from 3 to 10, you're, you're tied up. So our waking hours, every single minute that we were awake counted. So we had to make a schedule. We scheduled out every minute of our day, whether we were waking up, brushing our teeth, getting ready to leave the house, going to class, having some chill time, reading, studying, looking over our notes, everything. And the academic advisor that I was set up with told me, for every hour of class, you should be doing an hour and a half of reading. And I was like, whoa. That is a lot of work, especially during football season. Then the season ends and you you go from having the 3 to 10 schedule to uh, more 3 or 4 hours of just straight training a day. And it actually was doable, though, one and a half hours of reading and studying for every one hour of class. I still didn't do it that way. I ended up doing more like 45 to an hour of reading for to an hour and a half of reading for every class that I had. But when I explained this to my class, they looked at me like I had three heads. They were like, what? You want us to spend time on this work, on this lecture, on these notes outside of the actual class? And I said, yes. 
I said yes because I want you to succeed. So, if there's any, anything that you take from this time spent here on this, these, these methods, the formula for unlocking your champion, your school champion, your academic champion, is to take time. Take time. If you look back on your life, you will see that you are a pro at the things that you do the most. The more you play Xbox, the better you get. The more that you study, the smarter you get. The more that you rest, it's funny, the more tired you will get. What are you doing with the waking moments, minutes, seconds of your time? Because when you add it all up, that's going to be what your life is. So take time. Take time to study. Take time to go over those notes. I know you've always been told not to procrastinate. But if you actually do things little by little, you'll get there. When you look at highly high achievers, they do things in small doses over and over and over and over and over again. The difference between a pro and a Joe in any sport, in any industry, in any field is that the pro can do the simple things with their eyes closed. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's like breathing. It's so natural. They can just do it. Good students, great students can write amazing papers or they are tremendous studiers. Or they can recall information or apply. Smart people do this th these things over and over and over and over again. That's really one of the keys to unlocking your greatness and getting into the DNA of a champion. Is doing the small things over and over and over again and becoming really great at them. So back to Francesco. Francesco. Yeah. Francesco spends five hours in school. You think you're a pro student? No. Because <laughs> even, even, even with my breakdown, I still procrastinate a lot. Well, why is that? Honestly, why do we procrastinate? Me personally, yeah. I've, I've gotten better, but I don't know. For me, like if, an if I have an essay due like in a month's time from now, if I sit there and try to start on it, I can't get it done because I know I have so much time to work on it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know physically, I'm like, I have so much time to work on it. Why am I doing it now? So I'll put it off. Right. And then inevitably, I'll get to, I'll get back to it and I'll be like, oh, I got like two more weeks now. That's right. still plenty of time. I'll do my little bit. And then I don't actually do it until like the week of because then I feel the pressure and I go, okay, now it's like, now it's game time, getting back to kind of sports. Like, yep. now it's go time. So now I can finish it. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know. I do better work when I'm under pressure because mm -hmm. I know I have to do it and like it's now or never. Mm -hmm. But then I also realize if I would have just worked on it steadily throughout the whole month, my my grade would have been higher. Yeah. Then because like if I, I get good grades, just procrastinating. So if I actually spent the time to do more, then I'd have even better grades. Imagine that. I My parents always tell me that and I, I just don't listen. Imagine that. I know it. That's the sad thing. I know it. I know it. But I still fall into the same pattern. Do you like to read? Me? Yeah. Not. Um, I read articles. Yeah. I, I'm not really into reading. I read some books like mm -hmm. if they really interest me. But I like reading articles. 
Do you think you could read a book one page a day? Oh, yeah. You think so? I could. You think you could read a whole book, but only one, let's say one or two pages a day. One or two pages a day? Yeah, I think I could do that. Yeah? Really? Yeah. I, I, my wife is reading this book. Uh, it's called Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. Apparently, I've been given the summary of this book already by her every single day. So it's like I've read it. But she talks about, well, in the book, there are a lot of successful people who uh, Tim Ferriss is interviewing. And she, she told me about one or actually uh, many of them who do small things every single day to become great. And one of them was read a book. This person, instead of sitting there and trying to power through a book, they just read three or four pages a day, three or four pages a day, three or four pages a day. It only takes like 10 minutes to read three or four pages, right? But that person, that individual is playing the long game. They're not going to finish this book in a month, probably not even two months. It may even take them more than six months before they fully and completely finish the book. But there's a really, really viable lesson to take out of there. It's that every single day, you're doing something small. And when you do something small to add to something big, it grows. If you're planting a seed and every single day you go, you talk to that seed, you water that seed, you give it the light, you give it the love, you give it the things they need, it'll grow. If you have a child, you don't feed the child all the food in the world at once. You give them just enough. Then you give them just enough. Then you give them just enough and you watch them grow. If you watch someone who's into cars, most people, they, they, they work, they work, they work, they save up. Now I'm going to I'm going to get this new engine and put it in. They work, they work, they work, they save up. I'm going to get these new rims and put them on my car. They work, they work, they work. Now they've painted their car. And before you know it, it's been like three, four, five years. And now the car is the way that they want it. I think that sometimes, oftentimes, many times, today, we want things right now. And because we want things right now, we don't take the time. We don't have 10-minute conversations with people. We don't take long walks. When was the last time you took a long walk, Francesco? <laughs> a long walk? Yeah. Long time. Long time, yeah. right? I like taking long walks. Man, gets you on your feet, gets you moving. If you're with someone, you can talk. You're in the fresh air. You're breathing. Oh, my God goodness it's amazing take a long walk some people don't go to the gym why not because they don't have time it's because they can't they they the job of dedicating an hour a day seems so big so then i say why don't you just do five minutes i've worked with clients i said just do five minutes and you text me when you do it they text me i did my five minutes can i do more go ahead they do 10 then after a few weeks they do 20 then they do 30 and before they know they've done an hour of work Little by little. I just watched uh, the movie Creed. You ever seen that movie? Yeah. Really Love it was on TV the other day. And, and uh, Rocky, Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone, he says, you win every fight step by step, punch by punch, round by round. And that's really how life is. You don't come out two hands up and swinging hay haymakers and win a knockout in your life. You just jab, you jab, you jab. Then you might throw a hook. You jab, you jab, get a body shot. You jab, you jab. Boom, you hit big. Okay, your opponent has stumbled. 
Your opponent is down. Take a deep breath. Rest. All right. Refocus. They're back up. You jab, you jab. Ooh, you take one to the chin. Oh, now you're stumbling, right? Refocus. Get back to the corner. You jab, you jab. I think maybe sometimes... I think maybe sometimes we're afraid. I think we're afraid to do what we need to do. That's why we procrastinate. I really do. I think, and it may seem kind of odd, this theory that I have. And I have a lot of weird and odd theories. But I think... We're afraid to just do it and have it done. We'd rather have the pressure of leaving it to the last minute and saying, I can do this. Because sometimes when you get that pressure, you get you get kind of a rush. You get kind of a, your heart's beating faster and you know, I have to lock in, I have to do this. And it's good for some, but not everyone operates well under pressure. From what I've seen with both students and adults, they have the biggest wins when you do things inch by inch, round by round, punch by punch, fight by fight. So, in closing, especially for students, especially for those students who feel overwhelmed, especially for those students who think that school is busy and they have no time, take a deep breath, set your schedule. And do it all, inch by inch, round by round, punch by punch, fight by fight. And I can assure you, your victory will be right around the corner. Get after it.